Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 337. My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee is with me, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's with me in Las Vegas in that we are both in our wonderful home of Sin City, but we are not in the same room tonight. And sometimes you might say, well, why did you make that decision? Did you just decide, hey, let's do something a little different, let's change it up, uh, or, or, or hey, maybe you had some busy schedules going on, maybe, maybe there was just no way you could be in the same room together. No, that is not it. That is not it. Let me say, I am on a vacation day, I've got no work going on, I've got nothing going on, and yet we are still not together for one very important reason. <laughs> I am on the protocol. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. After 18 months of battling this damn COVID-19 pandemic, after two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, I tested positive for COVID-19, and I am on, uh, I guess, I was going to say like court-ordered. I guess it's not really court-ordered, no, but I am on... Much. I am on a uh, Southern Nevada Health District suggested quarantine uh, after testing positive for COVID-19. So cold coffee, I fought this damn thing as long as I could. And uh, finally, I am now among those who have tested positive. <laughs> I bear the scarlet letter there of the COVID-19. What's crazy is that, I mean, out of all the places that we went to, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure if you even kind of know where, if you could hammer it down where it happened, but it's like, if we didn't get it in Jacksonville, you didn't get it in Phoenix, mm-hmm. you didn't get it in Houston. It's like uh, after going through those places, it was just like, ah, oh, we'll never get this damn thing. It's yes. never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I thought the same thing. And then randomly, you know, for you to, to, to just feel a bit off, get tested in Vegas of all places, um, is just surreal. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. But, you know, I guess the best thing that you could take away from it is that the vaccines do what they, what they're supposed to be doing. You yep. know, like uh, you weren't one of these uh, horror stories that we hear uh, of shit going really, really wrong. You know, like it did everything that it was supposed to do, um, which which is a positive, you know, it's, a very, very, it's very, very much a positive. So you're absolutely right. I kind of had gotten the same feeling you had out all these trips we've gone. And not that we go out there and we're just crazy when we're on the road. But we're, we've been going to these cities where the reason the UFC is going to those cities is because nobody cares about wearing masks, right? I mean, yeah. no, nobody cares. So that's I mean, why I went to Sturgis, for fuck's sake. You know, I went to <laughs> the, 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 the fucking major, what they call the super spreader of the super spreaders, and it's like, that didn't do it. So uh, I remember you said you couldn't find a mask if you wanted to, right? Like, no, no there was not COVID one. does not exist in South Dakota and all these other places. No. Yeah, nope. so I... I had kind of gotten to that conclusion as well. I'm like, look, I guess this vaccine works better than they think it does. Like, I'm just not going to be able to get this. And I'm like you that I I kind of assume that everybody that that got it could probably kind of point to where they think they got it. I I can't really, to be honest. I mean, I did go out on the strip last Friday night. um, So maybe that was it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, listen, that's probably the most likely. There's no question about it. But the thing is. I didn't start feeling anything until Thursday. So I, I just want to lay it out there so yeah. people kind of know maybe what to look for or at least what I felt. So Because I'm sure there's people that are like, I don't know. I got the vaccine. I don't know. So here's what happened. So Thursday of last week, um, I did notice that during the day I sneezed a couple times, right? Like not a, an annoyingly amount so, but I mean on a typical day you just don't find yourself sneezing, right? So I sneezed probably four or five times on Thursday. So I was like, all right, that's – kind of weird i don't normally sneeze that much in a day but not enough that i was like 
okay, something's wrong here. You know, I just thought, ah, maybe, you know, maybe there's some allergies or who knows what it is, right? And then Friday morning, of course, uh, we had the early weigh-ins, right? Because that was for the show that was early in the morning. So we had to get up a little extra early. So I got up at like 6 a.m. and I woke up, throat, throat was a little scratchy at like 6 a.m., right? But listen, I had had a couple frosty beverages the night before. You know, it's not, it is not abnormal for me to wake up yeah, at 6 a.m. Yeah. in the morning to feel a little bit off, if you know what I'm saying. So I had a little bit of a scratchy throat, went in uh, for the weigh-ins, you know, met you there, and, and we were doing our thing. And then as the weigh-ins were going on, I noticed that my, my nose was starting to run a little bit. You know, nothing crazy, but just a little bit of a runny nose. So now I've sneezed a couple times, I got a little bit of a scratchy throat. I got a little bit of a runny nose, but I still honestly wasn't worried. I mean, I, I, that sounds like it happening. still could have been like allergies or something. Exactly. Could have been allergies. I will say I did. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually allergic to anything. I've never done like that whole panel of tests or whatever, yeah. but I did Google Las Vegas allergies and uh, the, the report that just came up just said low. Low, low. So I was like, oh, oh, like allergens okay. in the air. Yeah, the pollens. Yeah. I mean, you did, you did get a new dog. I was thinking at one point, I was like, maybe the new dog or the, or, but the, even though that came and went, whatever. But I mean, right. like, I was sometimes say, yeah, let me update animals, you on that one. Uh. Yeah, because I mean, animals can do it as well too. Like I'm actually uh, even allergic to my cat and dog, but you know, so there's some days that I'm just like, Ugh. like if I go away for a trip. And then I come back, I go through a whole phase of like a couple of days where I get my, my nose gets all stuffy and I'm just like generally sort of feel like shit until you get used to like the, the pet dander again. Right. Um, but, it's you know, most people just deal with it. It's not like we're just like, oh, fuck you, animal. See you. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for being my best my best friend for a while until I decided to sneeze too sucks. much. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> you, know? you make me sneeze too much. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely, I think, you know, and that's the thing I think if. I think we're so hypersensitive. I mean, you yes. you you did really good at actually like testing and and it worked out. I know sometimes like anytime I cough in public now, anytime I do anything, I feel like everybody's like this you you cough. Oh, you know the, you, you must know the have the vid. You, know you must have the vid, you know. So I mean, I mean sneezing happens. So I mean, it's definitely not like if you sneeze, hey, you know, you might go need to, to get a COVID test but you I think with the the throat and everything that was sort of weighing on you and I, I thought you said that you felt a little bit tired too um that'll get you as well but I mean it was yeah. er, it was super early it felt That's like it. really early and that well, was, so I think everybody felt tired that day I think everybody's a little tired but here, so here's what happened here's what kind of pushed over the edge was because of the schedule the way it was if you notice, every single week, the fighters, they have to go test again. We don't have to test. They have to test right. again. But normally, they go test at the residence inn. But because it was that early card, there wasn't going to be time to turn it around. You know, they had to change the testing schedule basis. So what they did was they set up the testing for that week. Instead of over at the residence inn, they set it right there in the apex. I mean, it's Get literally right in the lobby. It's literally in the lobby right behind it. So yeah, honestly, you, had, you, you passed it on the way to the restroom. <laughs> that's it. I went to go pee, and I saw that they were setting up, and I was like, you know what? And I walked over there, and I asked them. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I test? And honestly, it was really just for peace of mind. Like, I, I okay, yeah. I'm sneezing, scratchy throat, runny nose. But as you said, we're all a little hypersensitive right now. We're all a little, oh. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go on and take this test. I'll get it back. Like the other 104 <laughs> tests I've gotten before, that'll be negative. Uh, but my undefeated record is over now. So I just took the test for, for basically for peace of mind. Yep. Um, went home and, and look, went home and was hanging out with my family. I mean, was hanging out with my wife and kid, you know. So I didn't really think I had anything. But we were sitting there watching TV. We took the test around noon. At about 8 p.m., the phone rings. And it's my, my phone rings and it's Amber from the UFC. And I'm like, 
there's absolutely no reason for her to be calling me right now at 8 yeah. p.m. on a Friday night. So I knew it, you know. And she 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 called, and obviously Amber's uh, you know been a, been a good friend of ours for a long time. She's uh, somebody we've known for a long time. So it was kind of a cordial, hey, what's going on? And then she was like, yeah, I kind of hate to be the one to deliver <laughs> bad news, but uh, this isn't really a social call. Uh, you tested positive, and. Uh, man, my head started spinning a little bit, man. I was just like, oh, dude, like what now? And I did kind of have that moment of panic where I'm like, dude, am I going to get like really sick now? Am I going to be, um, you know, what what happens next? And, you know, so now, now I'm asking her questions. I'm sure she has to answer every single time. I'm yeah. like, so, you know, hey, what are you seeing? How many people get sick? You know, I have the vaccine. How many people are you seeing get sick? You know, what should I do? And, you know, the recommendation was like vitamin C, uh, zinc, uh, Powerade, like keep your, keep your electrolytes high, keep, you know, keep uh, hydrated basically so, you know i'm asking these questions anyway um, but clearly I, so I, she was probably like john as clean a living and, and clean a life as you live you're probably a-okay you could probably skip all this other stuff you know she's I'm, like, just saying, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna less, need you to stop the workout I'm, yeah, I'm, i know you're probably working out at this moment i need you to kind of get off the treadmill right now and, and settle down a little bit yeah, no. See, I, I, I did, I did panic a little bit because I, yes, I am not the, uh, the picture of health at all times, uh, and, 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 the, the worst part about it, the worst part about it is, um, then you start thinking about your wife and kid. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't want them to get sick. So, it, it, it was, it was kind of a mental freak out to start with. Um, but as you said at the very beginning, I just want to put everybody at ease. Um, if anybody does have the vaccine and they're kind of like, oh, man, I wonder what happens if, you know, you, you hear about these breakthrough cases and they're talking about Delta and it's scary. You know, oh, my God, Delta's getting everybody. I will say, um, man, to me, the vaccine does what it's supposed to do, man. I had about two or three. And I think you could probably still hear my voice a little bit if you if you know. I'm still a little bit stuffed up a little bit. But I had about two or three days of cold symptoms, just that runny nose, the sneezing, the coughing, the sore. All, about two or three days of that. Um, I did have one really weird day uh, where basically there was a horrible ringing in my ears, and it felt like when you're when you're taking off in an airplane and you get that pressure in your ears, but then you you know you chew some gum or you or you do whatever you know and it kind of pops, mm-hmm. but it could but it wouldn't pop like it wouldn't go away. So I had that for a little while, and uh, I read that that happens in about like 15% of cases where I guess it's just like a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what and it that like. was. Yeah, that was, I will admit, that was annoying, man. Like this loud ringing in your ears and this weird pressure. So I had that. Um, and then I had one day where I was like super, super, super fatigued, like super tired. Um, but now at this point, it's been a week. I will say I'm still probably a little bit more tired than normal. Like I feel a little bit of fatigue. Um, and I do have a little tiny, tiny ringing in my ears. Like it's kind of present there. Um, it's not bad, bad. But other than that, physically i haven't had much so um if you are you know if you do have the vaccine and you're worried like oh what if this thing does catch up i'm not telling you to go run out and go get it i mean i would still try to avoid it if you can because <laughs> uh, some people are still getting real sick but i will say this you know hopefully it you know puts your mind at ease i've been through it and it really was not bad at all the worst part honestly man is um i am isolating in my own house away from my wife and kid like let I me mean, luckily my master bedroom and my office are like right next to each other so i've kind of you know basically have like a little apartment i guess i have that master bedroom and the bathroom and the 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 office and it's not too bad i mean you got you know everything that i need but just missing hanging out with my kid i've been playing i've been Mm -hmm. playing video games at night with my kids so i can talk to them you know what i mean so we, we were doing that and um it is 
I mean, not that my wife doesn't always look at me with a little bit of disgust, but, you know, when she looks, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's such a germaphobe, man. Like, I see when I'm walking around her, she's, like, trying to, like, look the other way. I mean, we're staying apart, but every just now and then I got to go spray. down. There's just a Lysol spray just oh, trailing you. You think you're making a joke. That's not. Like, dude, she's literally like just spray. I'm like, you're just spraying Lysol in the air. Like, what do you think is going to Like, what are you doing right now? That's yeah, funny. so it's like that. She's following me around in the times that I do, you know, have to you she's know, like, go Don't touch anything. Get some. Don't touch. Yeah. Don't touch the railing. Don't touch anything. Doesn't so what are you doing? What have you been doing? Uh, so I wondered about this the other day. Have you been doing like takeout? Or should, are you guys, they bring the food up halfway up the staircase. That, uh, it's <laughs> like, it's like. Food. Bro, it's like prison food, man. I got a little, I got a little, I got a little plastic stool out here, out here. Luckily, uh, the wife has been taking over all the cooking. She's been handling everything. She doesn't nice. want me cooking anything. Uh, and 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 then they run up a plate and they set it down on a little plastic step stool. And then I pick up the step stool and I get to eat inside. And then I got to put the dishes out there and they come collect it and spray it with Lysol. Dead man walking. That, dude, man, I'm telling you. Like the Green Mile, man. They just dropping uh, your food off and then, you know, rattling the bars as they walk back down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> That's totally what it is, man. Wow. That's totally what it is. That part of it kind of sucks, man. Like, I'm getting a little bit bored, a little bit restless. Um, I, I was like, I did. So what was just the day? Come... What's the final day? Like, what's the, the, what's the, the day so, that you're like able to have day. freedom? So, 10 days, which will be, uh, and in fact, I just clarified this with the UFC today. I cannot attend uh, the Dana White's Contender Series weigh-ins next Monday, but I can I can do the fight. You can do the fight night. Oh, because it was next uh, Tuesday. Yeah, it was a it was a Friday. Uh, Friday was the day I tested Friday, positive, Friday, and I guess Friday. it's ten days yeah, it's from like, that point, or yes, ten days exactly. from your test. Do you ten have to do a do you have to do a negative test before you you're able to go, or they just they just no. trust that ten days. Yeah, so apparently, like, I, I guess the testing, and I didn't clarify this, but I think you can still basically end up testing positive because you're still shedding the vaccine, or, or not the vaccine, the shedding the virus. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're um, fever-free and symptom-free for, like, I think they said, like, five days, um, and it's been 10 days total, then you're okay. And I, and I am, I never really got a fever, so that's good. Um, and I am symptom-free other than just a little bit of And your family tested negative, which is crazy as well. They have I mean, well, not crazy, but that's the good thing, you know. I mean, it's a great thing, but yeah, you would right. You're in the same house. You just assume. So they've yeah. tested negative. You're, yeah, that's a great point as well. I mean, they've tested negative three times now. So, from fortunately, it looks like everything is going to be okay. So, um, yeah, that's the adventure that I've been on for the last week. And so I've crazy. been kind of, kind of laying yeah. low and staying out of it. But and that's why when you when you were telling that, that's why I was saying you know because we even saw some fighters that had like weird false positives and things of that sort. So when you had told me that D and that Eli didn't test i was like dude maybe you have a false positive but then when you started saying like your ears were messing with you i was like well yeah. something might be going on you know and, and obviously if it was enough to sort of trigger it if you didn't have the the ear thing i would think that you were probably fine and maybe had one of those false positives that we hear happens with the fighters uh quite well not quite often but it's happened enough it's happened. times that it's that is you know that you know that we can even think that that is a possibility i mean i started thinking that that's what it was um but uh, no, I'm glad, man. I'm glad. I'm glad everything is good. I'm glad we don't have to make this fucking cold coffee show, man. That would have been a real pain in the ass, and uh, <laughs> we would have lost all of our listeners, and it would have lasted maybe one or two more weeks before I would have been too grumpy to keep doing it. Uh, so I'm glad that worked out. And I'm glad everything worked out with the family. That's that's ultimately the the biggest yeah. part. And you're almost there. You're at the you're at the fucking finish line now. So 
soon you'll be able to have real food, not prison food delivered to you. <laughs> and uh, so does that speak to the level? But I mean, was the food good? I mean, yeah, I know I, I know that you do a lot of the cooking, but you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's why I was joking, like whether you guys were just doing straight order in, and he was like, just like, hey, we're just gonna order food in. Here's your food or whatever. Or is she is she whipping I, I, it up in the kitchen? No, nah, I would say she has gone and, and picked up her share of, of uh, takeout food yeah. and that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I don't. L- luckily, uh, the wife doesn't listen to this, uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, your, your boy is definitely the chef of the family. So yeah. uh, I mean, she's you know. she's the arts and craft leader, and and you're the grill master. You know, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So I listen. It's not the greatest, but it's nice to have it delivered to you. Damn straight. I'm going to be kind of quiet about it so she doesn't hear me and get mad. So, so, but but the more important question, you don't have a fridge in your office right now, do you? Uh, Sir, this has been an an ongoing struggle. I know exactly where you're going with it. How did we get the frosty beverages delivered upstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am having, like, basically I have to Is Eli getting extra allowance? No, I would never ask him to do that. (laughs) That would be terrible. That's what kids are for. No, I would never do that. I would never ask him to bring me a frosty beverage. No, but so what I've been doing is I have been waiting for them to clear out. And then basically I, I go and get, like, three or four at a time so i'm still minimizing it so yeah by the time i get down to the last frosty beverage it's uh it's a little bit room temperature you know what i mean it's yeah. been about 105 degrees here in uh in las vegas but yeah i i knew exactly where you're going with that and that that, that shows that you really understand the struggles that i go through and the things Dude, that i deal with but i can only I, imagine I, I kind of thought that if i'd have told my my wife like honey uh we need to get like a little mini fridge for the uh, bedroom. I, like I just didn't just see so that one going over apples, very well. So I can just keep some apples and fruits and stuff upstairs. You don't always <laughs> she, have to bring that that food up there. She went and got all the medicine that I needed. She went and got all the. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been getting frosty beverages delivered to the house. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. They're like. I won't ask my son, but there's this random homeless guy from the neighborhood that's been coming upstairs and delivering me the beer, and I throw him a five out the window. Yeah, he's, he'd already had COVID like three times, so he said he wasn't worried about it. So it's it's good now. It's yeah, it's been a struggle, but you know I've been trying to I've been trying to keep it you know slightly moderate so that I stay nice and hydrated as well. So well that's I, it. You know. It's just part of the hydration. I just know you got to stay hydrated. You know, I just wow. figure you know Listen, you know your man. favorite hydration. I, they they say that you know alcohol helps you know kill everything. I don't know if that's the type of alcohol they were talking about, but it's the alcohol <laughs> that I'm going with, and it keeps everything nice and sanitary. That's uh, it. That's it. So, yeah, if alcohol wipes work, why wouldn't alcohol can work? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, so, see, take that, Fauci. <laughs> so anyway, your boy's recovering, but that's what I've been going through. Uh, did get uh, you know we did talk about it uh, on the and a half episode. So appreciate everybody from the Patreon crew over there, Patreon dot com slash the MA Roadshow that sent uh well wishes and and good you know good messages and actually um gotten a lot of messages from from people inside the USC as well who noticed my absence the other night and kind of found out what was going on and and, and checked in so it was it was nice yeah. to have people reaching out and making sure that I was doing okay man the I other felt, day, felt uh, good Tim to, o- to hear that you know yeah Tim O'Toole grabbed me the other day and Tim's uh I mean he's a production one of the production VPs or whatever but not something you would normally think was being at every event Right. Or whatever, or dealing with like what we deal with. Uh, but he stopped me when he first saw me. He's like, "What's up with your boy?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, you know." So I was like, "Oh, that was pretty nice of him to, to stop me to ask and stuff." And I know some other ones did as well. So, 
No, that's very cool. I mean, uh, it's funny. Like, I felt like from some of the other media guys, like once that you popped, they were just looking at me like, well, what about you? What about you? I was like, <laughs> you know, his family was negative. So what, you think I'm closer than them? I was like, back the F off. Like, relax. <laughs> oh, that's great. So man. funny. Yeah, the media. The media. Just all turned on. Everybody's like, mm, I'm going to go do this. And you saw someone that were like, oh, I'm going to go get the Ivervectum. And I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. And it's funny. In the very front row where we all sit, like me, Amy, and Oscar, we're all just like, well, if he's got it, fuck it. We all probably got it. We're just like, oh, who cares? Whatever. You know, like we're not going to do whatever. But then there were some others that were just so sort of just like, <gasps> especially like the ones that didn't get vaccine- vaccinated. I was like, oh, well. This is a lesson to you. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you know what's funny is I, you know, I feel kind of bad for him um, because I imagine the other members. Of the, if anybody had tested, I mean, look, we were all together, you know, on media day that week, right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. on Wednesday we were all together. So I, I, I imagine if somebody else had tested positive, I'd been a little bit worried. Our, our boy Hot T, uh, Oscar Willis, he reached out to me as, as he was. He's a good friend, you know. He's, he wanted to make sure I was okay, but then he sent me a message and he's like. And I had to pull it up here. He sent me this on WhatsApp. He said, for what it's worth, I've not heard anything like, oh, why did he come in if he was sick? And I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to feel guilty about this? Like, like he sent me that, like, trying to make me feel better. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? I'm supposed to feel guilty about that? I didn't I didn't either. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it was funny. You saw some of the hushed when everybody was like, oh, should I? I should I should probably go. I should whatever. I was like. If you're vaccinated, do like what they say. If you feel symptoms, then go do something. If you don't, then calm the F down. Like, it's not like you're swapping spit with the dude or whatever. You're sitting in a room with them. I was like, if they say six feet is fine, I was like, bro, you're good. Like, just relax. Like, like yeah. if you feel – if just like what John did. I was like, if you, if you feel sick, if you feel whatever – then walk over there and test. But if not, then don't stress yourself out. You're just going to give yourself stress uh, sickness or something. You know, you can get so stressed out about it or whatever. But. That's it. I, it, it. Like, I really want to stress this. But my symptoms were so minor that yeah. had the testing not been there right next to us, I wouldn't have driven over to the residence in and tested. Like, I yeah. just wouldn't have. You know, I mean, it just – that's how minor it was. The vaccine works, man. It sucks that I got it. I'm glad that my family's not in, in, infected. Um, but the vaccine works. Like I said, it was so minor. Like I said, I did have one or two weird days that probably I, I would have gotten tested at that point. But had the testing not been right there, I, I wouldn't have done it. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Uh, and you missed some man. hella good fights on that Dana White contender series that Tuesday night. That was the the cheaty fights, and then uh, some of the others. Oh, that was, that was some, there were some awesome, awesome fights. Uh, that was just crazy. It, and it's funny, like so you weren't there. Um, still, I'm still constantly amazed by how, uh, we don't get every, like, uh, I mean, granted, there's a lot of other sports in town, but every time I don't see a lot of the Vegas media there, I'm just like, what are you guys doing that you can't be here on Tuesday to like watch these fights? And the last ones, just like Dana said, and just like we thought last year, the, the, the level of competition keeps ratcheting up, keeps getting better and better. And this last Tuesday, the fights were dope, dude. Um, that was fun. I can't think of any fight that I was just like, oh, well, that really sucks. I mean, it's funny. The the one fight, the very first fight, which was a good fight, we didn't think anybody was going to contract, but I was still like, that's a good fight. But you just by the fact that it was like, uh, you know, it was sort of back and forth. It goes to a decision. And I'm like, 
I couldn't remember if that was one I thought kind of could have went the other direction, but I was like, I don't think we're going to get it. I don't think we're going to get one, but still that was like the the lower point of the night and it was still a good fight. You know, Dana still gave him a contract and I was just like, dude, these fights are good. They're getting so good. So like when we're sitting there and I'm like, where is everybody? I was like, uh, I knew why you weren't there, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's just amazing that we don't have as much people coming out to these things, and uh, because the level of action is so good, you know. I love. And the it used to be, it used to be that we'd always get Dana. Dana didn't come. It was funny because somebody joked about it and said, "Oh, Morgan doesn't come, and then Dana doesn't come after the fights. What's up with that? What's up with that?" <laughs> I'm not saying they're connected. Maybe I'm they are. Saying, maybe they're not. What, I don't know. First question: Dude doesn't show up, and then Dana doesn't go to the the Contender Series <laughs> post fights. I mean, I always thought that we were kind of just uh, lucky in the sense that the access to him, how he did come after every week, always scratched my head. I was like, dude, I can't believe he's coming every week. So I knew at some point it would probably pull back a little bit and and not do it. You know, people speculated why he maybe didn't come afterwards that night because um, after the, uh, you know, the Trump stuff got announced. But you figured he'd want to tout you know, that a little bit. That was also the night that a couple people caught him on the, the Instagram live with some surfer chick while the fights were going on. And so, I don't well, know if he his, thought that that's his, that's his show. He's executive producer of that, of that surfing show. He's yeah, but he's watching that. that while he's supposed to be watching the fights where he's deciding if he's going to give guys contracts. And it's like, come on, you know, <laughs> okay. That's a fair point. That's a, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe might, if you're one of those guys fighting, you might not want to find out he was on an IG live somewhere else. Yeah. Paying attention to, I mean, to a very, very attractive, you know, chick, she, but it's sir. like, you know. Just a cast member. She's just a cast member, sir. I'm sure that was. Uh, uh, I'm sure that's I mean, all he was talking thinking. to anybody. <laughs> He's like, you, you up? <laughs> oh, look at you! Look at you! Calling back to Lorenzo. But uh, though it's kind of funny though, because uh, when you watch his fights, and I'm sure we'll talk even more, but uh, like, uh, it's neat that I know you're always got your head into your laptop, uh, mm. sort of quasi recapping or breaking down a little bit, not. Uh, of the fights, but a lot of times when I sit up there, I can just, I just take in the scene, you know, cause I watch it and all, and I'm always interested to see as a fight or certain actions happening up there, what the reaction of like Dana's table is, what Sean's Absolutely. doing, what Mick's doing, you know, so I could sort of get a read on it. And, um, and it's funny cause that first fight, I was like, oh man, the action really isn't doing whatever. I was like, man, it doesn't even look like Dana's really even looking at it. And then that's when the picture came about him, like actually Instagram <laughs> living with this cast member or something. Um, but honestly, you know, the, the action was so good. I don't, I know I'm sure, sh- I'm sure you watched it as well. I don't know what fight stood out for you. I mean, there were, there were so no. many really good ones that yeah, kind of took in, place. I still end up recapping the event. So, Hey, th- just so you know, just cause your boy had COVID, I didn't take any extra days <laughs> off. Like even me, I got like these vacation days. I already had vacation days planned just because there's no UFC event this weekend. So I figured I'd burn a few vacation days, yeah. but yeah, so I still worked by the way. I still did the recap <laughs> for this, even though I was just, you know, COVID positive, even though I just said how minor everything was. I, I did feel a little bad. But those were, <laughs> those were the, the martyrs. The mar- he was yeah. martyring himself over here. <laughs> I, was just, I was just saying how amazing I felt. And I was like, oh, man, I was suffering through everything. Uh, no, that it, that was one of my bad days. But, um, but yeah, no, I still did the recap. I, I, you know, I, I would say – I mean, obviously, C.J. Vergara and Josh Quinlan both with the with the with the quick finishes. How oh can you not God. be impressed with them? But you know what, man? 
Chidi and Jaquani as well, and, and this is, that's a homer pick for me as well. You know, yeah. obviously a fellow Dallas guy. I've seen uh, him and his brother, you know, from their very early I was, days. Yeah, like, I, I saw him fight Anthony, on the local I mean, show. Whew. Yep. Yeah. I saw him fight on the local show in Dallas. So um, I, I've obviously been a big fan of their career. So I was happy to see him kind of get that moment. And and I did. I thought it was a great night. Uh, this upcoming uh, Tuesday, by the way, we get six fights instead of five uh, because that one wow. rescheduled fight that got that fell out in week number one. Oh. Um, but so it'll be eight I, more contracts. <laughs> at least. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about because it's been funny. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that almost seem like turned off that there's so many contracts being issued. And they're like, and it seems like, oh, it's not, it doesn't mean as much. It's not as hard. To me, that's just a good – well, A, it's just a reality of the COVID era, right? They need as many bodies as they can get. Yeah, and Dana, Dana said as, as much, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing it registers in my head is the same thing that it did last year is was the fact that, you know, as much as Dana says they want to have people um, available to, uh, you know, fill these gaps and all this other stuff, they already have a roster that's ready to fill gaps. I think a lot of them would probably do it as well, you know. So the thing that I thought, you know, and every time, especially the first night, which was kind of funny because there was what – four fights and they gave out five contracts. I was like, wow, this is going <laughs> to, this doesn't bode well for the current roster because you, right. as much as they say, you know, it's nice to um, have an inflated roster for this sort of thing. You know, it never stays inflated for long. You know, what we always end up here a little bit shortly afterwards is, you know, there's the names that get tossed in a box, you know, before they're, they're, you know, sent their, their papers, you know, I think I told you back in the day, you know, one of the days when I was doing a shoot in the studio there, walked outside of the studio and then there was a, 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 a cardboard box that had a bunch of um, folders inside of it and there was like fighter names and all these other stuff and it was eventual guys that either had received their walking papers or just did or were going to you know so that's the reference I make about you know you know they're bringing all these people but soon there's going to be a cardboard box filled of guys that aren't sticking around anymore that aren't getting the option Yep. So while it is good to have an inflated roster, you know, you still have a current roster of cats that are more than willing to step up. It's just you're bringing a lot of guys in. And as much as they want to dispute it or not, you're bringing a lot of people in for uh, minimal contracts at this point. And um, while it is good to have that and it makes business sense to say, yeah, I, I mean, I can have 400 where my excess budget would be this amount where I could have 450 and only inflate it just slightly. And I just maybe bring those people in and pay those monies, you know? Right. Um, but you know, what, what, what is, what's at least good about it is that the cats that they're bringing in are exciting. They're young, they're fresh. Um, and they're good. They're not bringing. Yep. They're not bringing in milk cans and just you know, or soup cans, whatever the phrase is for the people that just get beat up. They're bringing in. That'd be tomato cans, sir. But I like milk tomato cans, cans like milk cans, tomato <laughs> cans. You know, all those cans. I like all that stuff. I like soup. You know, um, that Vergara kid. Um, holy cow! Yeah. And the, with the flyweight division, man. Uh, I, I just liked his swagger. I liked how he, he came in. Dude had a possible chance to not weigh in and lose everything. Or cut your hair and go in there and just do it. And he was like, nah, man, that's my knot, man. That's my look, you know, and he wasn't going to do it. And but he knew he was going to make weight. I was like, dude, have you ever had so many people asking you to cut your hair before? And he was just like, I wasn't going to cut it, you know. And I was like, bro, you're on the doorstep. But then he goes out there and does what he did. And it's just like, okay, kid, I see you, you know, I mean. Yep. And with that kind of power, I mean, that's going to make an immediate impact uh, on that sort of division. So 
it's refreshing. I mean, I, I get it that it's scary for, for the older, uh, the existing fighters on the roster that maybe aren't getting a lot of activity. I would be a little bit worried if I was going to be, if I only had maybe one, one fight left, they just seem to be the trend now is they're letting people fight out their contracts. They really a are a lot easier than, you know, almost assuming, Hey, it's, I got one fight left. I think this is the point where Sean and them are supposed to call me and we renegotiate and we redo my contract. You know, if you ain't crushing it and killing it, I think in all the aspects, your 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 social media presence, your when you're on the camera, when you're doing the stuff fight week, and then when you go out and perform, if you aren't killing it in all the areas and you're getting near the end of your contract, I would be a little bit worried that, you know, do I need to call and make sure, touch base, that, hey, am I still somebody that's being desired to be here? Because um, if you're not keeping your ear in their name, um, keeping your name in their ear, um, they might just let you fight your contract out, you know. Well, um, there's there's a flip side of that because there is a positive in that they are letting people fight out their contract a lot more. Whereas before, yeah. you know, you'd get like two losses in a row, and Joe Silva was like, "You got to go. That's two in a row. You got to go." Now yeah. they're letting them go ahead and and, and and go ahead and you know let somebody go ahead and fight all four of their fights on their contract, even though they're zero and four or one and three. So that's yeah. at least a positive, but it's a it's a very short term positive because you're right. Uh, you, you you know you got you, you got to stay on it right now you know you, you, there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot more competition for those spots so you're absolutely right about that you got you got to pick up those victories and by the way for anybody that doesn't know the the CJ Vergara reference I will shout out everybody that was in the chat because you were streaming uh, the weigh-ins I couldn't be there obviously because of this COVID yeah. positive CJ Vergara missed his weight um, and then we noticed like bro he has so much hair like yeah he's just cut the hair. so literally in the chat we're all just he was there like pound off. He was a half pound off. He was a half pound off, and he, and has, he had like a, a foot and some and change in his hair. I mean, it was all like, it was all dope hair. braided. It was all braided <laughs> real nice. I was like, how? I was like, bro, that's like easily you got two pounds just chilling on your head right there. Because look, I know I know they're letting everybody in the door these days, but you miss weight. I don't think Dana's giving you a contract. I think yep. that automatically it, precludes you from getting a deal. So we're we're just in the chat. We're just like. Cut the hair. <laughs> Cut the hair. He's like, no, I'm keeping no. my hair. Yeah. That's me. That's me. Yeah, Contender <laughs> Series, look, I'm still down for it. I, it see, I feel like some people are kind of, I don't know, souring on a little bit because there's so many contracts being handed out. But I, I like it, and I'm, I'm with you, man. I still enjoy it. I know it's fun for you because you on, on Tuesday nights, you actually get to come inside the I get Apex. To watch you get fights. to watch the fights. Yeah, it's one I of the get to watch the fights, and I don't fights. have to do a damn thing until afterwards. I love just it. Get, <laughs> just get super busy for you afterwards, right? Cause yeah, it's just afterwards. Another, it's crazy rush, rush, rush. But, I mean, like, uh, it's awesome. I mean, it. I, I love being able to go watch the fights. And, you know, whether it's in the room or not, you know, even just being able to sit back in the back and watch them, um, mm-hmm. just to watch a stream of fights where you're not being pulled three different ways or whatever. Uh, you know, you're not having to try to, oh, let me let me edit this thing. Let me do this. Let me post it here while trying to keep my, my third eye on the screen so I can at least ask something. You could just literally enjoy the fights and um, – it's so kind of – and it's just surreal, like, being out in the arena for the Tuesday night ones because there's no walkout music. There's no – it's just super, super there's quiet. No, it's so look, eerie. There's no, it's, there's no <laughs> intro. That's the one that throws me off a little bit because, you know, you got that rhythm of how things work and the time. Yeah. You're right. No walk-in music. But then there's not even, like, a buffer or a Martinez or anything. It's yes. just like – you're in the cage. You're in the cage. Let's go. It's just like HD boom. gives the guy the clock, and then and boom, they go. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of times you look up, you're like, oh wait, oh both guys are in there. Like, wait, what's going on? You know, it's uh, yep. it's so crazy. I mean, I love it. It's uh, 
I do miss. Uh, I, mean, I like it how it is now, obviously, but uh, you know, you still get nostalgic from the old tough gym, you know, and the, how you know you could used to hear the rafters and the the hum of the lights up there, oh, and yeah. the, you know, the wind would come and shake the building. So you got this pure quiet atmosphere. You got the the nervous family sitting on the bleachers that are creaking as they're sort of rocking back and forth, and then you hear the wind come and the the garage door sort of rustles and vibrates. And then they get in there and the fighters stomp the floor and then you're just you're smelling the sweat in the air and it's just so grungy and it was so awesome. You know, it's just yeah, amazing. I always say there's something more raw. There was something like I don't know, more primal about it. Like and I think yeah. probably part of it too was just the the tough gym was iconic, right? If you had seen Super all the iconic. ultimate fighters, you knew you'd you know, you knew all the scenes, you knew all the cameras. And not that the ape I mean the apex is certainly I mean, hell, look at how many events we've had there. I think already, I remember seeing a stat the other day, I think already the Apex is now the place where the most UFC events have taken place, like more than MGM Grand, more oh than Mandalay Bay. more. Yeah, because we've had so many. Well, yeah, because I guess all those, all those Vegas, we're at Vegas, what, 30? Yeah. Six. This will be thirty-six, 36, 36 at this point, like plus, plus some pay-per-views <laughs> along the way. So yeah, now it's crazy. So I mean, the Apex wow. is 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 an awesome facility, and obviously it saved the UFC's ass during the pandemic. But um, it's funny because that the, the old Tough Gym was like not not ghetto, but it was pretty run-of-the-mill, you know, dirty little industrial park. Like yeah. nobody actually misses the location, but I thought the same thing the other day. Like I kind of miss being inside the Tough Gym, man. It was just, yeah. it felt, it felt different. It felt different. It felt like you said, kind of more raw. It kind of felt like, I don't know, like we we're doing something wrong at that point or yeah. something. You know what well, I mean? And this, well, it's funny because, uh, and we've said it before, um, like the area now where the fighters wait to receive the contract has got this informal name of the kitchen. And that comes from the tough gym where they literally sat in the kitchen and like on the break a room, kitchen counter, just they sitting on the counter, on kitchen counter, waiting to get the word. And and it's funny because you know we were talking to some of the people the other day. They didn't they didn't understand where that reference came from? It was just like they're like, oh, I think we just said that. Oh, they're waiting in the kitchen, and they're like. What do you mean, like the kitchen? And yeah. then you're like, oh, let, let us take you down memory lane, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just surreal. I mean, that place, it's even today, it's not here, but it, uh, it's still sort of affecting the way that the current season is happening in that in that sort of iconic little way. That but, is funny. Like, if you refer to the kitchen, somebody never been in the tub, and like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about, about the kitchen? <laughs> that but used to be know. the media room, or that's where we do the weigh-in. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. Because the kitchen used to be on the flip side of that room before they made the new studio. That was the kitchen. They would sit there on the kitchen counter awaiting their fate, not like now where there's monitors and they can hear stuff. Like they were literally just sitting in there with us. Yeah. And we're like trying not to be awkward either as we're sitting there watching them await their fates. And then Heidi Dean would come in and gra- and, and open the and door grab and be like, one of you, them. come this way. And then the other guy's just like, oh, I hope. Oh, and man. then come was- do it again. And then just at the very end would be unceremoniously come pop back in the room like, that. that's oh, it, guys. That's you know, all. Thanks. That's all. Better luck next time. And then leave. And then we're just like. Uh, I remember we'd give like we'd give a couple like speeches sometimes. I remember like thanking them for what they did. Brother, and then that was a great fight. It was a great fight, man. You'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> blah blah blah. And, just, and yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I, I felt so bad for them and was just stressed out for them. And then it was stressing. It was stressful for us being in the room because yeah. it just felt so awkward. You're like you want to come on, walk over and give them a hug and <laughs> be like, it's okay, bro. Like, don't worry, bro. A couple little changes. You'll be right back at it, man. You know what I mean? 
you, you're there. It's one little step, man. One little, we'll get back in the gym next week and we'll get it fit. Like, wait, 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 we, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Thank I'm you, random sure. journalist guy. <laughs> I'm going to take your tidbits and go back and work on this. I'm going to take it to the woodshed. Yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> they're probably inside thinking, who are you? Why are you who talking to me right now? <laughs> Leave me alone. I didn't get a USC contract. I hate yeah. you. I want to punch something. Get out of my face. <laughs> oh, wow. ah, that's great, man. All right, well, listen, talking about watching fights, I did want to ask you about uh, your plans for this weekend. Because like I said, I'm burning a couple is there, of Is there something days. going on? Is there something going I on I mean, weekend? there's no high-level mixed martial arts. But that doesn't mean there's not a couple of big, big names uh, happening out there. Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Oh, and you Triller mean that Legends Fight thing. Club. Oh, man. <laughs> Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz as well. Let's All right. Let's talk I'm about gonna first. Watch. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Okay, so here's here's what I say first of all. I, I, I always throw this out there right away in that I don't think it's fair to, to, to judge, like, public interest or whether other people should watch by whether I'm going to watch. You're absolutely right. I'm going to watch. But here's the thing is, I'm going to watch, and then I'm going to turn in the money that I pay for the pay-per-view to USA Today, and they're going to pay me back for it. So, like, yep. I always say... You, for you and me, it's a little bit easier. I guess at that point, you're just saying, is it worth my time? For other people, they have to say, is it worth my time and is it worth my $50? Whereas you and I don't have to make that evaluation. We're not paying $50. <coughs> we're getting paid for it. So, yes, I'm absolutely going to watch. But I do wonder about this thing, right? Like, I told you, I was very interested. When it was Vitor Belfort versus Oscar De La Hoya, I was very, very interested in this fight because, yep. and we talked about it a couple times, this was one where it didn't seem like every single factor favored the boxing guy. Here That's was it. one where the, the size and the power were clearly in Vitor Belfort's direction, but the pure boxing seal goes, of course, to Oscar De La Hoya, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's going to be a lot smaller, but he's going to be a lot quicker, and he's going to have much more refined technique. That intrigued me a little bit. Then, of course, Oscar got covid uh, and we bring in uh, we, we bring in Evander Holyfield, and immediately, you know, we did kind of an instant reaction to it last week. And I, I said right away, look, my interest has has waned significantly, right? I mean, now we're yeah. talking about a guy in his late fifties. Um, it's a guy that's you know super late fifties. I mean, not yes. not middle fifties. Like the dude is fifty eight years old, getting near fifty nine years like, old. Come and that's on. okay. So here's what I so here's what now I'm to the point of okay, uh, all right. California Commission, Andy Foster, a guy that we both like, have a lot of respect for, he says, look, I'm sorry, I cannot, I, I cannot sanction this fight. I'm not going to do it. And so immediately Triller moves this thing to Florida. And I get it, man. They're trying to save their event. They're trying to put this thing together. And I'm not saying that Evander Holyfield shouldn't be fighting. I'm not going to just categorically say that he shouldn't be fighting. I'm not. I, look, the guy is in phenomenal shape. I don't, I don't even want to say he's in great shape for 58 years old. The dude's just in great shape, man. You look at the footage. I mean, he's in great shape, but he's 58 years yeah, old, says he's man. been training and for two years. <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, I'm not just getting ready on a week's notice. And he was. He was trying to get ready for Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, he had another fight lined up, uh, Kevin McBride, that they were going to fight as well. That fell through. So he has been preparing for a fight. This is a lifelong boxer. This is somebody that's um, – so, so here's the thing is, I just want to say this, that – I'm not saying that he shouldn't be fighting, but I will say I find it disappointing that Florida's commission, yes, they did medical testing, and that's great. I mean, that's the bare minimum. You have to do that. You have to fight blood work. You have to, you have to pass the blood work. You have to do the EKG. You have to do that. That's bare minimum. But what I would expect to see in a situation like this is a commissioner go watch a practice. 
Go watch yeah. a sparring session. Go in there and just let me see one practice. Like, of course your body of work speaks for itself. We all know who Evander Holyfield is. He's one of the greatest boxers. He's one of the most accomplished heavyweight champions in history. We know that he's, I guess, physically, you know, he has the training. He has the lineage. He has all that. But we need to know where – because right, what we're doing right now is, okay, he passed the medical test. Great. Bare minimum. But now what we're all doing is we're looking – at that open workout footage, right? That's the footage we're looking at, and we're saying, does this guy belong? And I'm a little torn on that because that open workout footage was hard to watch. But I think you and I both know, too, just judging from a mitt session is not necessarily fully telling of what somebody's killed. Because I'll be honest with you, if you watch Vitor's session that same day, it did look a little bit better than that, but Vitor wasn't exactly, you know, it didn't look like he was, you know, the guy that was in there against Vanderlei Silva just rattling off. Punch. I mean, he was kind of, you know, going through the motions a little bit too, not exactly ripping pads. So I, I don't want to, I guess what I'm saying is, and I want to get your take on this, because I know we've all seen that footage at this point. I saw the open workout footage, and it is concerning to me, but I'm not 100% sold yet that, like, that's the fastest the guy can move. That's the most right. he can do. I don't right. think you can glean that from the footage. However, I would have liked to hear that somebody from the Florida Commission at least went and watched the practice, at least went and, and saw a sparring session or something, that there was a reason that they were willing to sanction this rather than just, eh, we're Florida and we don't care. Because, yes, yeah. he passed the medicals, but, again, that's the bare minimum that should have been done. Yeah. So what, what, what's your take? Because – I, I am a little concerned for Evander Holyfield, but I'm I'm not ready to to I guess hit the panic button just yet and be like, oh my gosh, we're about to watch you know a, a crime scene on Saturday night. Yeah, and like you said, I mean it's the bare minimum, whatever the basics is. I'm not sure how fully those tests really go into to really fully test the the motor skills and the cognizant. Uh, cognitive skills that go into that sort of no. stuff. I don't think they, they. I don't think they wait. You know, look at any of that sort of stuff. None. But we have seen plenty of of media days. Um, just to, to 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 go a little bit further back, or recently uh, to uh, Jake Paul. Jake never hits mitt. All he does is his weird little stretch session. But then he goes out <laughs> and actually looks pretty decent when he's actually right. throwing hands. So, um, especially with these boxers, especially the guy like Evander, um, he's done so many. Uh, workouts and so many whatevers. Uh, I don't think w- he needs to show everything out there because um, he knows what he can, can do. I just expect that his hands will be quicker than what it was. I don't think he was trying to go out there and impress anybody. Right. I think he's probably one of these guys that understands that his body of work speaks more than anything than what he maybe um, wants to show right there. And we've seen some people kind of use that as a way, as a strategy to kind of hold some of the cards, uh, you know, back from their opponent, you know. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping that what we see is a lot better than that. I was more worried uh, or, or about some of the times of, I mean, granted, I know it's been a minute since he's maybe done a, a lot of interviews over and over. I was just more, you know, shocked about some of the times in the interviews, um, what seemed like memory losses of things. I mean, but, you know, I forget what I, did last week so i guess i can't look too much in the when people are nah, like you know what about this fight he when struggling. you did here he but it, it just seemed like he was struggling at times um like when he wanted to ask the president a question he's like president want to ask you a question and then he struggled to just make a comment and then just dropped it and then i was just like okay that was awkward um i was like hmm but i mean that could have just been chalked up to the fact of you know he's on a big stage and a, a presser and 
randomly the president or the former president, you know, calls in. So he just could have been nerves. It could have been whatever. Um, but I also feel like, you know, um, when a commission passes on a fight, I don't know what, if there is any sort of, you know, written chain of command or written deferment like that would go. I mean, I would like to think that if one major commission passes for a certain reason and, you know, documents why they decide to pass and then another commission picks up that sort of uh, and picks it up and allows that to go forth, should something ever happen, like in a case like this where you have a, a, a I mean, a senior citizen going in there fighting and if something happens, um, there should be some ramification. There should be some punishments for the Florida Commission. If you have one commission that passed on it for certain reasons, you know, just like when you know you, the wow. the Supreme Court goes in there and says, "This is what I think," and they have to write these big long documents of why they judge the things. And if 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 California did it, and then they pass on it, and Florida finds that it's fine, that one they should have to document why they agree that it was good to go on, and should something happen afterwards which none of us would like to see um there should be some sort of ramification but there is no real oversight that uh there's no federal body that governs these state things they're all state-run entities and that's something that should maybe change um going forward you know if you want to have an ali act that that you know every state has to pay attention to there should be some sort of governing body I know people are already probably shaking their heads like, oh, just another bureaucratic body. But in this sort of thing, there needs to be. But this be... is the perfect example of why there might be a need for that. Because there is. A need you're, you're absolutely right. There's the Association of Boxing Commissions that people have probably heard of before, but there's no formal bond between them that makes them. Now, they, they kind of agree hey, you, you suspend the guy for drug use, we'll honor that suspension. We're going to honor well. that. You, you suspend the guy for a medical concern, we'll honor that as well. But there is nothing in this situation. And you're absolutely right. If something does, God forbid, happen, happened to Evander Holyfield on Saturday night, uh, in terms of liability, now I, I don't know how legal liability would work, but in terms of just moral liability, Florida right. would certainly have to answer for that. And I think you you're think. absolutely right about it. this. You're would just be, gonna be like, well, he passed the medicals. He passed the it. medicals because that's what I want to hear. If California, one of the most respected commissioners in the game, Andy Foster, one of the most respected yep. commissioners in the game, said, "I'm not comfortable doing this," yep. and you said, <laughs> "We are," as you said, why? Tell right. me why. Tell me what it was that made you say why. And if it's simply a matter of like, well, we just thought it would be all right, that's not you doing your job as a commission in regulating right. the sport and trying to ensure the safety, the of, these safety fighters. of these fighters. And again, I'm not saying that Evander Holyfield shouldn't be fighting. But what I am saying is I'd like for them to have some reason that they can tell me, John, here's why we think he should fight. And it can't just be because he passed the medicals. Because as you said, the medicals have nothing to do with any cognitive abilities whatsoever. It's about it, it's his blood work was okay and his EKG was fine and, he, and his vision test was all right. Which yeah. Michael Bisping passed the vision <coughs> test. So I don't know how much faith you want to put in that one. You know what I mean? So That's there bizarre. needs to be... There needs to be more of, of especially in a situation like Dude, the commissions make you do extra testing when you're over the age of 35. This guy is 58. And again, right. he's in phenomenal shape. The dude could whip my ass. He's in way better shape than I am at 43 years old. I'm impressed. But again, those, co- those cognitive skills a little bit. 
I want to know that the commission saw that he can move faster than he did in that open workout session. I yeah. want to know that somebody saw because you're right. Some of the interviews that he's done, it has been a little bit concerning, where he, he struggles to finish sentences and he struggles to to get complete thoughts out. And you know, not that he was ever the the greatest talker of all time. And in, in you know, he was always you know he wasn't like a big you know he's not a Chael Sonnen out there or, or a Jake Paul or whatever. That's not who Evander Holyfield is. But it is a little bit concerning. So, yeah. um, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm watching on Saturday night. I do favor Vitor Belfort in this situation because yeah. of the age difference. Um, I will say this. You know, I, I give Vitor a lot of credit for – I mean, it, that may be too much to say I give Vitor a lot of credit for fighting a 58-year-old man. But I will say, I mean, this fight changed completely for Vitor Belfort, right? Like yeah. he's going against the small, faster, better boxer. Now he's going against a heavyweight uh, with more power than he does, or at least the same, uh, certainly better boxing skills. And now it's, it's a completely different fight for, for Vitor Belfort. So I will say for him to take this type of a significant change on short notice, that's impressive. I mean, that's, like, that's almost like saying, well, we spent the entire camp uh, you know, training for uh, a, a grappler, and then they brought us Francis Ngannou, and we said, well, let's, let's go anyway. I mean, yeah. the entire game changes for Vitor. So I give him credit for taking this fight. Um, but I do favor Vitor in this fight, and maybe I'm crazy in that. I mean, I, I think Evander is going to be better than what we saw in that little pad session, in that little open workout session, but I just don't know at 58 years old um, if he's going to be able to keep up with Vitor Belfort. Yeah, and and that's the thing. The commission, and when I saw that they had passed him, they allowed it, you know, and, they, and I thought I read somewhere that said that he was uh, cleared to either have a professional or an exhibition bout. So, like, they had it within their means uh, to say, all right, maybe if it's an exhibition, maybe they'll take it easier. You know, maybe, you know, they won't go as hard because there's no scoring. I mean, maybe they could have right. went that route and allowed the fight to be an exhibition to where maybe there would be less at stake. And then the guys could go out and just spar and have fun, you know, make some money and do their little thing. But obviously, you know, for it to be what it was, I mean, I know he had agreed to do that with, um, you know, De La Hoya, maybe they could have revisited that when it, when the, the the opponent switched up like this, and maybe you know given the, the that some consideration. You're right. I mean, you're right in the sense that in the if if it was a slightly younger uh, version of Evander, this is a much more dangerous opponent than what uh, De La Hoya would have been for him in in terms of size, in terms of power, and in just an overall when you look at the accolades of what he was able to do in his career. Uh, eclipses in my mind what uh, De La Hoya was able to do but De La Hoya you know seems like a young fresh spry athlete when you compare him up against uh, what Evander looks like in this in his age you know so I, I I tend to favor Vitor as well I mean unless for the fact that he's carrying so much muscle on him now that he's going to tire out you know and then you know as he, if he doesn't throw good strong punches, you know, and maybe maybe Evander's just going to sort of turtle up and let let Vitor blow his load, and then he's just going to to wear on him with those incredibly slow but yet still powerful shots, um, <laughs> and, then, and then catch him with it. I don't know. Uh, I just you know I I, I feel like uh, you know talking to our boy Fiasco, you know. He's saying, you know, oh, great, this is going to be the fight where now people maybe are going to are finally going to see that uh, that death in a ring, and then there's going to be the people oh, then that are going to want to see more of it, 
you know, oh, you know, because there are the sickos out there that just once you see it, then now you got to bring it on. You oh, know, like, fiasco. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Oh, well, come you know, on, like, man. I mean, he's just so he just when I, I told him that he didn't realize that the fight got switched up when I immediately told him that. And he was like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, Hollyfield, Hollyfield. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, isn't he like 50? And I was like, dude, he's like 58. And he was just like, no, 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 no. He can't believe that it's going on. He's just clearly uh just completely thrown against the wall by it he just doesn't understand that's going so obviously he's and is, and is he pre-ordering cheek. or is he gonna wait until saturday to order? <laughs> he, he might try to swing <laughs> over and just you know watch it here or something but uh yeah i, I don't know it's it's crazy but um th- th- hopefully everything works out that night and we see a decent action and then both fighters um come out there happy and not too harm maybe it's a complete snooze fest and we 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 have will have worried for nothing um but that would be the best of 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 outcomes at this point because uh, no one wants to see evander take uh any major damage um and, no. and heaven forbid you don't want to see something you know worse you know you don't want to see him get pummeled in in, in a pile i don't want to see him get knocked out i mean i don't want to see that uh, i i get no, no joy wants of, to see any 58 year old man get knocked <laughs> out man you know like come on if, if he was the worst person if he was the and he's not he's a great human being yeah he seems if he to be was like a really worst, nice guy <laughs> if he was the worst human being on the face of the earth but he was 58 like who wants to see a 58 year old get knocked out so i listen but i'm, I'm gonna be tuned in like you said i'll just Fingers crossed, everything works out okay. But listen, if it doesn't turn out okay, there needs to be some changes and there needs to be accountability here because this is not a situation where nobody sees this coming. Everybody sees it coming. And And and, and people have to answer for it if it ends up being a a disaster. Yeah, and I think, and you know, just the last thing to end on, I, I think a lot of people, you know, if you don't already know, I mean, like these commissions make money by being able to put on these spectacles. So it is in their financial interest to make this fight happen there is nothing in their interest if they if they weren't had nothing to gain from this um there's no historical value that the world right. is going to be a much better place because vitor belfort fights evander hollyfield that's not happening that's not the reason why this fight's taking place it's taking place because they they want money You're um, dead right so it's money the, is pushing this forward you know that's a great point that's a great it's not as if the florida commission is just some bastion of competitive like oh we just want to help foster the sport of boxing that's right. we, no, it's because you get a, a fee. Uh, you get off a fee. This event, so you're, they're getting, they're you're get, they're getting right money from this. So, <sighs> uh, Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz, does this do anything for you? Because I, I, I here's, I, here's I like what's it. weird about this one. Yeah, I, I, I like I, the so stare down. The stare down had that vintage just Tito just staring his face, and I loved it because Anderson didn't turn either. Both of them just stared, and I was like, as soon as that happened for me, I was like, cool, I'm in. Once so, I saw that, once I saw that, I was good. Oh, Tito, and uh, yeah, Tito. By the way, I, I mean, look, leaning down for that lower weight class, man, yeah. that's unbelievable. Um, I, his I, head I, shrunk somehow. It was crazy. Head shrink somehow, man. That's that's where Didn't he probably it? cut the most weight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I, how do I just deflate this thing a little bit? But he looked good. He looked lean. And, he looked lean to me. But I remember thinking, I was like, he looks. His head looks. I was like, he, does he look smaller? And I was like, I think it's his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's an impressive he's an impressive dude when you see him but uh no i'm i'm uh, i'm actually i'm super excited for this one uh so it, i'm torn on, so here's why i'm torn on this here's here's my point on this and i'm torn about because if they were doing it i mean this is anderson silva and tito ortiz this is two of the greatest ever in our sport two of the most notable names two of the most accomplished names uh yeah. you know i know tito's later career maybe isn't you know what the earth but man this dude was an absolute force and, and was one of the biggest yeah. stars in the history of the sport huge star if they were doing anything like if they were gonna go have like a bike race against each other or something like uh It'd they were gonna go play 
Yeah, and they were going to go play <laughs> basketball. Like, I think I'd be – like, these are two notable names in our industry, and I would be interested. So I am interested in this from that point of view, in the fact that this is Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. That excites me. But considering yep. that we just saw Anderson Silva beat an actual boxer, Younger, and we don't think of Tito – Yeah, active don't fighter. think of Tito – as much of a striker, like, no. is this fight going to be competitive at all? I mean, does Tito have a chance? He has a chance if he gets in Anderson's head, and that's what he was trying to do. Uh, I mean, and even then, that's just a chance just to uh, throw him off his game so, in, in the hopes that he gets one of these big looping shots or something. He's not going to outbox Anderson. Anderson's uh, has, just has better hands than him right. anyways. Like, Tito's always been about the ground and pound, getting him on the ground, and you can't do any of that stuff in this in this, in this, this sport. So the fact that it's just purely going to have to be on his footwork, his head movement, and uh, <laughs> I'm starting a new thing on that, by the way. Uh, every time I hear head movement, I'm going to do a hashtag head movement on our live streams, and hopefully it's going to be a, a drinking game. <laughs> I decided that today when I was uh, monitoring the trailer. I was like, we're going to start a new drinking game. But... Uh, no, I mean, Anderson, uh, he's clearly done the work with his hands and working with the right coaches, and he's always been a decent uh, MMA boxer. And what we saw from uh, that last fight with the real boxer, that he actually, those skills transferred over, and he was able to improve upon that. So in terms of who should win this, uh, in my opinion, clearly um, Anderson should be able to outbox him. Um, right. But – um, Tito's got a way of just getting in dudes' heads, man. Um, he he just talks a good game, and if he's able to get in there and you know try to lock up with Anderson, maybe if he can do it enough time to maybe try to tire Anderson's arms out a little bit so that the punches aren't so quick, so then he can maybe just catch him. Because I mean, his power, um, Tito's power is going to stay and maintain through. You know, it's just if he gets too tired and too you know from either just blocking so many shots that he can't throw that punch because his arm's so tired or if he just literally blows his load because he's going to be so he's going to have a huge adrenaline dump he's just going to have to get in there and and make it dirty and get in close try to get him up against the ring and and do some work because if they stay at distance and it's going to be two guys trying to box anderson's going to box circles around him it's not even going to be close I'm interested because of who it is and the names involved, but I'm concerned yeah. that that's not going to be a, a very competitive fight either. I think you laid I think you laid out the scenarios perfect. Yeah, uh, boxing fans aren't going to watch that one and be like, "Oh, look at the high level." You know, they might. Oh, they might. I think no. they'll give Anderson some props. I think they'll give him some props. You know, because uh, he earned it and he's done the work. But yeah, it's not going to be for the boxing fans out there. They're going to. That's the one they're going to laugh at us because we're excited about, yeah. and they're the they're, they're going to say that we're naive and we don't know what we're watching. Blah 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 blah, yeah, whatever. Fuck yeah, you, they're gonna trash media. us on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, by the way, watching the press conference that you mentioned. Uh, first of all, I really don't necessarily understand the whole Donald Trump involvement thing, but whatever, it is what it is. It's an How al- it's crazy an commentary. was that? That was bizarre. the most bizarre thing. The, to think that the craziest at one point when his son, when Junior goes out there, and I said, "Ah, oh, well, shit, we got to cut this." This is the the former president's son. Of course, we have to do this, you know, crazy, crazy. And then to think that mere moments later, wait, hold on. On the phone, we have the former president. And I said, this is the craziest thing ever. Like when I tuned in to watch that, had no idea because it wasn't written anywhere that of who was even going to be on 
the dais. I thought it was just going to be uh, Vitor and Evander. So then you had the other guys, uh, or a couple of the guys from the main the main card, and then you saw Don Jr. go up there, and then lo and behold, to have Trump on there. I got to give Triller credit uh, credit in the sense of boy uh, pulling out some stops and just like making that presser much more um, than what I thought it was going to be right from the get-go. I was floored by that. I couldn't believe they got Trump to actually call in there. It is. It's absolutely insane, but they get it. Like, that's what Triller's going for, right? They're yeah. trying to, they're, as you said, man, they're trying to make it crazy. They're trying to be different, and they are They are getting noticed. Like, it's the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever heard of, but it's getting, <laughs> so people, it's getting people talking about it. So you can buy that. It'll be the alternate commentary. I'll be interested to hear what people do if they end up watching the – normal commentary or the Trump and Trump Jr. commentary, which... So, but it's going to be part of the same thing, right? It's not like you just have to buy a separate one, right? It's part of the, the main it's, thing? It's a secondary audio thing. It's kind of like yeah. the Snoopcast used to be, where it's like, if you don't want to hear our normal feed, you can switch over here and... Yeah, and, so you have to go to the hidden menu on your TV or like the, you know, the star and then look for the SAP stuff or whatever, yeah. you know. Well, who even knows how to access secondary That's audio it. anymore? They're, the poor guy, and he's going to say there's millions of people listening and we'll have no numbers to prove them wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can oh, yeah. already see. I can already see. Ratings huge. <laughs> There's going to be 100,000 pay-per-view buys, and he's going to say he had a million people listening to his commentary. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I will say, hey, you know who else I, I did enjoy hearing from at the press conference? So David Hay and Joe Fournier, they had, they're they entertaining. They had a fun yeah, little back fun and banter. forth, man. They're kind of good good banter between those two. That's a fight that I don't, I, I don't imagine will be competitive either. I think David Hay should win that fight, but – I don't know. Fournier does have boxing history, so I, I guess we'll see as yeah. well. So, Triller Fight Club, embrace the chaos. We'll be watching on Saturday night. And, <laughs> that should uh, be the catchphrase. Just embrace, embrace the chaos. The chaos. <laughs> so true. That's so true. Hey, listen, uh, on a bright note, I did want to mention uh, one thing real quick. Kyoji Horiguchi signing with Bellator. I love it. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi is incredibly talented, and I love uh, seeing him in Bellator more. From my understanding, he'll still uh, fight over in Ryzen a little bit as well, too. It'll keep his options open. Obviously, that's one thing that Scott Coker likes to do is he's, he's cool working um, with with uh, other organizations. And I think that's a great thing. Kyoji Horiguchi, I think, is an incredibly talented athlete who uh, was just rushed in the UFC, to be honest. He was too young to be fighting Demetrius Johnson. Um, and then he went over to Japan where, you know, they embrace their own as, as a star, and this dude just continues to get better and better and better. And uh, the fact that we now get to see him more frequently uh, in the in the Bellator cage, man, I'm excited about that. So I was kind of hoping, you know, when he mentioned that he was a free agent, that he would at least consider a return to the UFC. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he likes the treatment that, you know, the idea that he can still be free to fight in Japan and, and, and look at other options the way Scott Coker will allow him to do so. Uh, exciting addition there for Kyoji Horiguchi. So that's a bright thing. Uh, and then uh, not necessarily the best way to end, but uh, it would not be right if we didn't make a mention of uh, of an unfortunate passing uh, with mm. Susie, of course, the, the, the USC makeup artist who's um, well-loved and, and a, good, uh, a good friend to both of us as well. And, you know, I don't have a ton to add to what else is out there, um, except that I would just say – I mean, everything that you see out there is true, man. You see all these amazing um, posts from people all throughout the industry who talk about the positivity and the, just the, the, the light that she had. You know, Susie was 
uh, always a big smile. Did, did, did my makeup on a couple of babies, if you if you mm-hmm. can imagine that, that <laughs> difficult assignment. She had to try to make me look good, you know, and she used to give me little tips. She was like, you know, when you go do your broadcast things, you should take this little bottle of, uh, you know, a little foundation here and a little sponge. You can knock out some of that little glossiness that gets on your forehead. I mean, that, she was just awesome, man. She was always great. And, uh, you know, I, I, she's been battling for a while. You know, we've had yeah. to hear secondhand from a, a lot of the – issues that the challenges that she's had and uh in the end i guess just cancer sucks right that's all there is to it but uh i i just think it has been so nice to see the outpouring of love and support um that hopefully she knew was there for her while yeah. she's still here as well because people really did have nothing but uh, absolute love for her yeah and i think you said it best i mean it's it's one of those things that a lot of times during you know fight weeks or anybody that does any sort of production or whatever, you have a lot of hands that are involved. Where, you know, if if it was somebody that maybe didn't have a big personality or didn't have whatever, it, it'd be easy to maybe overlook somebody that was just a makeup artist uh, for people doing production or people doing the things. But what what it, what she uh, epitomized and what it came to be was that. She was the the bright face that these nervous fighters would get to see before they'd go sometimes go to do their their first bits of fight weeks interviews and she put them at ease besides making them look good uh she made them feel at home she made them yep. feel warm and welcome and that happened and that went everywhere it went across to staff as well I mean there were times I'd see her on fight week um you know and she'd always and I and, and uh, yeah it's funny uh the way she would always just sort of say cold coffee that you know now i hear it i hear it in my head and the, mm-hmm. it's so sad to think that i won't hear it again and it's just uh but she had a way of just making you feel loved uh and it was incredible she reached out after after heather had passed and uh we connected and talked about a lot of stuff and then uh <sighs> Uh, she was just uh she was the uh, the the kind of person that uh you would want uh excuse me i knew this was gonna be hard <clears throat> uh but she was the kind of person that uh she she just made you find light in a lot of weird situations so i know i definitely leaned on her and uh, tried to be there for her. And, you know, and that was the most frustrating thing is because, like, we were talked a lot recently about trying to just hang out and just try to alleviate things. And, you know, I know she was dealing with a lot of stuff and then was reconnecting with people. So it was like, I was like, oh, well, I, I'm not going to bug her. I'm not going to bug her. I'll just, there's always time, you know, things are trending well, whatever. We'll just reconnect again later. And those those are the, the, the frustrating parts is when, uh, you don't get those moments. So I know we say it always over and over and over, you know, talk to the people, find the time to, uh, you know, connect with your peoples and stuff. But, um, you could tell easily by the, every, every person, Anik put a great, uh, thing on Instagram, um, today. I think a lot of people connected with, but if you go down that list, look at every single fighter that's on there that, that pitched in and was just like, this was a person that, you know, while small in stature, because she wasn't the tallest <laughs> little thing, had the biggest heart and had a way of connecting with everybody. And I can't think of uh, a recent loss that affected so many people from so many walks of life. Um, you know, you hear of, um, 
and this might sound cheesy to people on the outside when they're like, what do you, uh, when you see like actors or famous people that have this just crazy um, way that they connect with so many people that everybody sort of feels like they were family. Susie had a way of doing that to every fighter that she ever touched, every every staff person that she ever met. So, um, and for to her to be able to, to do that while uh, dealing with cancer multiple times uh, is just amazing. She was uh, just an amazing uh, person. Um, beautiful inside and out and uh yeah dude this one's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt a lot of people um you know our our good friend hd heidi dean the one that's been uh doing um you know you, everybody always you know they always say who's the who's the five seconds baby that's heidi dean <laughs> heidi dean that's is heidi really dean. was really close and actually um heidi is the one i when i first found out that early this morning i had texted uh Susie's phone and I was just like, please, 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 please tell me this is not happening uh, and not thinking I'd get anything back. And then uh, Heidi texted me back from Susie's phone and uh, said that how uh, she had passed. So I know HD as much, you know, there's a lot of people dealing with this a lot harder than, you know, you're going to find people from all over that are dealing with it harder than others. And uh you know, I wasn't even like the closest with Susie and it crushed me this morning. So I know that there's going to be some people out there really, really hurting that, uh, if anybody has connections with some of these people, you know, you've seen Anik posted and talked to some people. If you see some of these people, um, and you have friendships with them, reach out and see how people are doing because this, this one's going to hurt a lot of people and a lot of people are going to be, you know, wanting to maybe share stories and, and and talk about a little bit and then just sort of do that sort of thing because that's that's what she was i mean she was uh she'd share a story she'd share her weed she'd share a drink with you i mean that's what Susie was Susie was all about you know i mean she was a beautiful person and uh yeah she loved her weed man but uh uh fucking good shit man beacon of positivity man she really was it's true you know what you said is so true you know it, it made me think you know, you hear, like, when athletes come into the UFC for the first time, and I get it, you know, like, when, when you talk about the big machine and people arguing about pay and contracts and stuff like that, but you ever see when somebody comes to the UFC the first time and they're, like, yep. blown away by, like, man, they treat you so good they here. Treat they treat you so tr- like, good. The tra- yeah. I'm telling you, you know, it's not the organization that treats you. It's those people that treat you good. It's, it's the staff. Yep. It's Susie. Yep. It's Heidi. It's people like them. They're the ones that make you feel special as an athlete. You know, yep. of course, the fact that you have the UFC logo on and you're around the big show for the first time, yes. But it's yep. those people that go out of their way to make sure that every step of the way is good. And as you said, they understand the psychology of the nerves and the and the difficult yep. of the weight cut. And they're doing their best to to make you feel like somebody special and to build your confidence. And, to, and, 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 and that's what – that's what she was so amazing at. It wasn't just yep. the fact that she was a great makeup artist. She was a great makeup artist, but I mean, there's a reason why she was so well liked, and it wasn't just because she was really good at putting on makeup. You know what yeah. I mean? It was think about all those. That. Think about all those interviews because, like, they would see her right before all those interview packages that you would see leading into fights, where they're just sitting down with like the cool background or whatever, and mm-hmm. a dark background, and all these fighters sitting down. The majority of all those interviews that you saw for years and years and years, every one of those fighters just prior to that were sitting out front in a in a in a, in a chair, and Susie was opening them up, warming them up, getting them to look mm-hmm. good. But it was every good interview that you heard 
was because she helped make them at ease. You know, so if you could try to put a, a, a value or an overall, you know, size on what she was able to contribute, like you said, much more than just being a, a makeup artist, which she was actually a fantastic makeup artist because I'd see some of the girls come afterwards and they were okay, but everybody was like, uh, it's not like what Susie would do. I mean, <laughs> she was she was a leader in her field. I mean, that's why she was able to do what she did. She was fucking fantastic, but she was probably uh, um, even better in the sense of she was like a, a pocket uh, psychiatrist because every fighter that yes. went in for their interview was warmed up because they were just out there at ease, smiling and laughing with Susie every time. And, uh, you know, it was a, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's a, <clears throat> it's a huge, huge, uh, loss. And it, 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 it was, it was, it was a, a shitty, shitty way to, to start the day. Um, by any means, but I did, I did have a bright point, um, but I don't, I'll let us finish on Susie and I'll tell you about what my bright point is that I was able to get today. Thank God. Well, I know it was much needed because as you said, uh, reach out to your people, right? Cause like you said, there's going to be a lot of people that, uh, that, this one, this one stings a lot to a lot of people. So, yeah. uh, yeah, as you said, if you, if you know these people that have, you know, are expressing their loss, reach out to them. Cause trust me, this one, this one hurts a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, cancer sucks and it's and it's great that she's not having to deal with that battle anymore because it was not an easy one for her and uh she was a, a an incredible beacon of, of positivity uh till the very end so uh, we'll certainly uh miss Susie for sure and uh you know wish her family and friends nothing but the best so uh just absolutely could not let that passing go without mention because she yeah. was somebody that was uh, so incredibly well loved but as you said, we don't want to send people out on a on a, uh, yeah. on a somber note. So so bring us the <laughs> we've d- we've bring us the positive. We've definitely bring done us that back before. up. Get us get us. Yeah, we have so, done that before. So uh, uh, I think I've been volunteering now here for uh, the Red Cross here in Vegas since uh, 2013. So roughly eight years or whatever. So I do various uh, video shoots and stuff for them. But it just so happened the other day, um, my buddy who uh, is in the PR, I'm part of the communications team, the visual storytellers, whatever, um, said, hey, I have a a shoot that we have to do down at the Animal Foundation. There's puppies and there's kittens. Can I count on you to come shoot it? And I was just like, absolutely, puppies, kittens. I was like, okay, okay, I think I can do it. Maybe I just got to see the schedule. And she's like, oh, and we're going to have some talent. Uh, Chloe from Channel 3, uh, the weather girl. Um, and she's going to come as well. And Chloe is the most adorable, like, uh, little <laughs> meteorologist. She's so cute. So then I was like, um, yes, I will help. <laughs> so today, today after, after, you know, starting, uh, really, really on a down point, there was one point today where we were shooting, um, pet safety stuff at the Red Cross full of just little baby kittens mewing everywhere and puppies and uh dogs being saved and stuff so um today uh for a couple and chloe of course (laughs) uh and so at some point today uh we got to help spread the message on like pet safety and stuff so i got to see puppies and kittens and uh the super cute uh weather girl after i started the day bawling my eyes out i was like please please so um I do subscribe to some of like the male meteorologists, you know, whatever. No, but they're don't. just not as good as like, the female ones. Get out of here. You're not you selling know? nobody with that nonsense. <laughs> Ain't nobody buying that. The, this is the mm, mm, mm forecast yeah. of the day, you know what I'm saying? Bro, 
you're talking to the roadshow <laughs> audience, man. They already know you. You might be able to sell that to somebody out on the streets, but everybody here knows you are just talking trash right now. But look up Chloe. Good. Chloe, uh, I think her last name's Coast, but Channel Three, uh, and, and you'll agree. Why don't you go look and you'll say like, "Oh man, like she knows her weather." She from a, from her a weather. terrible start to the day to puppies, kittens, and Chloe. puppies and They'll kittens. Yes, warm feelings by the end. It was warm feelings be, for sure. I, I bet you had warm well, feelings. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying where the warm feelings were located on my body. They were generally, for the most part, in my heart. Uh, kittens and puppies. You got to love them. Uh, that's great. Uh, by the way, I never threw it out there, so I'll say, if you like what you're listening to, do us a favor. Log in, rate us, review us, give us some feedback. That'd be great. And if you really want to step it up, take it over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. Press those $3 a month. You can help support the show. You can get the and a half episodes. Or if you don't even want the and a half and a half episodes, you could just support the show. But why, you, certainly you, of course you want those. Those are the best parts. Because you don't do them. Well, I mean, but <laughs> people love them. <laughs> <laughs> cool coffee loves the and a half because i produce those <laughs> <laughs> so we got to give right. a shout out though we got to give a shout out let's hear the shout out scott how do you say his last name mccrate mccrate mm-hmm. scott mccrate scott mccrate thank you for joining and jumping on uh and he took advantage of doing the the full year long but he came in as a, a producer he is a superstar in our book but welcome to the family welcome to the team and he came hard already bringing questions last week but we'll save it scott by the way chime in we're gonna let you submit more questions and maybe we'll even bring that up uh in uh, the next one yeah he, he has some deep he has some he has some hard know, hitting he, questions i told him like I told right him to from get the to get-go it. he did he, he he went hard fast which he was but, like, hey that's part of the to- patreon team that's what, he was that's like, what you can do? just do this, you know, just just answer me privately. I'm like, no, Scott, you get to be part of the show, man. We're gonna we're gonna do that. So that's we'll save it. that for next week when I'm feeling a little bit better, and I'm waiting on a couple of answers from some people anyway. So uh, we'll yeah. do that, and then we'll address it. Make so us do uh, anyway, just throw that shit. out there, Scott. Appreciate, it. yeah, give us homework. That's what we take it. If, if you support the show at Patreon.com, you can just put us to work. Basically, we become we work for you at that point. So you can just tell us what to do. And if you have puppies and kittens, we're 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 inclined to help as well. And if you want to bring Chloe, Cold Coffee will help out with that, too. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, I'm going to heal up, uh, hopefully get this thing fully past me, get cleared. I'll be back to uh, work next Tuesday the Contender Series. By the way, I got CFFC 100 uh, next week as well, so the timing worked out okay on that. Uh, be down in Florida. Our man CM Punk is actually still remaining part of the broadcast crew, so even though things wow. are going big for him over big AEW time. Wrestling – he will be Big on the CFFC 100 broadcast team. Colin fights with me on USC Fight Pass. Uh, we'll talk about that next week, but put it on your calendar. It's a Thursday night show, a special Thursday night show, uh, the 100th. So it's a big one for us over at CFFC. Uh, join us for that. We'll talk about it then. In the meantime, we'll just tell everybody, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy, embrace the chaos of Triller Fight Club. <laughs> and thanks for listening.